Hello and a very warm welcome from wherever you are. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. And the program is New Life Program with me, Monica Kamokwa. Do stay tuned for a great show. Thank you for listening and staying tuned today on Family Life. Lydia Cheng joins us to tell us more on living the gospel message. Thereafter, Sister Becky will be coming in in the Bible segment. But before we do that, let's first get the song Peace in the Valley by Faith for Today Quartet. Do sit tight and enjoy. I'm tired and weary, but I must toil on till the Lord comes to call me away, away where the morning is bright and the lamb is the light and the night is as fair as the day. day. There'll be peace in the valley for me someday. There'll be peace in the valley for me. I pray no more sorrow and sadness or trouble will be. Dear listener, that was Peace in the Valley by Faith for Today Quartet. You are listening to the New Life program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. And now on Family Life, Lydia Cheng joins us with more on Living the Gospel Message. Do stay tuned. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about living the gospel message. A while back, Steve and I went to the Middle East ministering with others, to faithful workers of the gospel. 
We fell in love with our fellow brothers and sisters over there and believe that our lives have been forever changed in a positive way. On this trip, Dr. David Ferguson was one of the teachers. Much of what he taught can be a lesson for us all, whether we're on the mission field or not, although our marriages can be viewed as a mission field in itself. In this marriage message, we'll summarize that which is particularly relevant to marriages. David talked about common hindrances to presenting the gospel. He said, We may be leaving out the only gospel message some people will ever witness. That's one reason why we need to communicate the gospel not only with our words, but with our actions, so they don't overshadow what the Lord is saying to those he brings our way. It tells us in the Bible, in 1 John 3.16, We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Relating to this scripture, Dr. Ferguson pointed out that we need to both share the gospel and live the gospel. The Bible is both a truthful gospel, pointing out he laid down his life for us. It's also a relational gospel, which tells us we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Too often, our words to others are overshadowed by the contradictions they see in how we live our lives. They sometimes look at us and think, why should I listen to a word he or she says to me about the love Christ has for me and wants me to have for others when I look at how they treat each other and see just the opposite? Why should I pay attention to what they are saying? It seems pretty hypocritical to me. As Dr. Ferguson says, the relational testimony of my family will either confirm the truthfulness of the gospel or it will distract from the truthfulness of the gospel. People need to see that I am willing to lay down my ad own agenda for the sake of the gospel, to deny my willful ways of doing things and give off myself on behalf of the brethren, whether outside my home or inside my home with my spouse and family. It's not that we are to let our spouse victimize us or that we enable their sinful ways to continue, but we are to live out the ways of Christ in such a way that the words of the Bible ring true. They will know us because of the love we show towards one another. Our approach is more Christ-like. And it's not that we have to act as performers so people will be more willing to listen to the gospel, but we are to live our lives in such a genuine way that it shows that what we say, we truly believe. There's truth in our actions as well as what we say. It's hypocritical to live our lives one way in front of open doors and another way behind closed doors. Eventually that which is done in darkness is revealed in the light of Christ. And at that point, it can have a serious impact on the testimony of the Lord. Being a follower of Christ is about living Christ's way, whether we have a human audience or not. But we need to be aware of the fact that there is always a spiritual one. It's tragic to think how we entertain the enemy of our faith and cause rejoicing whenever we hurt each other with our words and or our actions. What's even worse is to know that because God always sees us, how his heart must grieve whenever he sees us hurt each other. We pray that whether your spouse treats you as he or she should or not, you'll ask God to help you to stay true to what you know the Lord would want of you. The question is always, what would Jesus do in this situation? It will help you to live out the gospel message. One pastor wrote, There are two reasons people don't become Christians. One, they've never met a Christian. Or two, they have. 
We hope you'll consider this message and if you realize that you have not been living the gospel message that you will repent of your inconsistency and will do what it takes to line your life up with the message of Christ. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with the perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart that's found in hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 but i do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself in order that i may finish my course and my ministry which i received from the lord jesus christ to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of god please know that our love and prayers are with you as together we strive to make our marriages the best they can be so they reveal and reflect the love of christ to the glory of god this material was provided courtesy of marriage missions international until next time god bless you For those of you who are just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamokwa. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. If you wish to drop your views, comments or questions about the show, you can do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is In a Moment by Faith for Today Quartet. Behold, I show you a mystery. A mystery. We shall not Trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. At the last trump, for the trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall all be changed. Shall all be changed. Twinkling of an eye at the last trump For the trumpet, the trumpet shall sound And the dead shall be raised incorruptible At the last trump 
Oh, the trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. Shall all be changed in a moment. In a moment. In a moment. In a moment. My dear listener, I thank you for staying tuned. Right about now, Sister Becky Arunga joins us for the Bible segment. She'll be talking about fishing mission. Be blessed. What a beautiful privilege, what a mighty joy and great to be in God's presence, to study His Word and to just know that He cares. What is it about God and desiring that we all come to a knowledge of truth? Why does it appear as if this Jesus we have been waiting for has delayed in His coming? Beloved, it is that time that we want to study God's Word together. Now is the time to concentrate and know the will of God in our lives. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. O oh Lord, how excellent is your name. Out of the mouth of infants you have ordained praise. The nature proclaims how great you are. Give us an understanding of your word, and may your spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. There is something about Jesus Christ, beloved, that amazes me. The fact that he chose to use simple language in explaining the nature of the kingdom of God. In the sense that he used things common to us, that he may proclaim unto us an uncommon message, that he may make us know and understand that which he expects of us is our Redeemer, our Savior, our Creator, and our all in all. Now when you read the parables that Jesus used to teach people, you may wonder, how be it that the messages are so deep? How be it that the messages are so profound? It is because that there is Jesus in the story. And there is the kingdom of God in that story. But there is something that if you fail to understand from the parable, it shall be to your detriment. Beloved, Matthew chapter 13 verse 47 is a parable that shows us the situation that exists prior to the second coming of Christ Jesus. And it involves an aspect of judgment, investigative judgment of sorts, in the sense that every action, every word, every conduct passes before Christ Jesus, before God, and is able to tell whether you are fit for eternal life or you are fit for damnation. And this is what we want to study and see that basing on where we stand, how shall we stand on the great day of judgment? 
This is in Matthew 13 verse 47. Scripture says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet, or rather a fishing net, that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. The parable is that short, just in two verses. But something is very profound about it. We told that the kingdom of God again, meaning that Christ belabored to teach people how the kingdom of God is. He used the parable of the wheat and the tares. He used the parable of the hidden treasure. He used the parable of the, of the pearl of great price, amongst many others. But this one time he says, again, he wants to teach us. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. It's like a fishing net. Now, fishing net is cast upon the sea. A sea is like a place with many people, great multitude of all sorts, every tribe, nation, tongue, kindred, tribe, and people. And when the net is cast into the sea, it gathers some of every kind. Interesting, it did not gather all of every kind. It gathers some. Meaning that even upon the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom, it is some of every kind that receive it. Some of every nation, of every tribe, of every tongue, of every kindred, of every people receive it. But it is not just enough for some to receive it. The quality and the characteristics of this some who are caught in the net must be ascertained before the fishermen fold their boats and call it a day. And so verse 48 says, which when it was full, when it was full means that at the time when all is said and done, when the when time ceases to count and God declares that all is done or that it is finished, they drew to show and they sat down. When all is said and done, then judgment. The book of Hebrews tells us, that it is appointed for man to live once and thereafter judgment. So in this regard, the fishnet catches some of every kind. But once it is finished, once it is full, they draw to shore and sat down. I mean, judgment is usually described in the form of the judgment is set. The court is sat. People are already sitting waiting to have the determination of their cases. And we told that at the point of sitting, they did not sit to enjoy the meal that they had caught, but they sat to gather. They sat to differentiate the good from the bad. And we are told that they gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. Friend, it is not enough that you are in the Lord's house. It is not enough that your name is in the church record as a member of that church. It is not enough that every other Sabbath day you are seen walking into church. What is your personal connection with God? When the fishermen have sat, are you going to be part of the good fish to be in the vessel or the bad fish to be thrown away? These are questions that are so pertinent, questions that we can no longer Live without answering, without considering. What is your commitment to God like? What happens when you hear there is a prayer meeting? Do you desire to be found in the prayer meeting or you desire to be found elsewhere? What companions and associations are you keeping? 
Which book have you been studying? How long has it been since you last prayed? Character is not a result of chance or destiny, but God gives opportunity. It is us to partner with him, for he works in us according to his own pleasure. God has opened to us, given us an open check, an open check of character. Whatever you write on it is who you are. And character is the only thing that shall remain and go with us to heaven. So beloved, if there is one thing that God is telling us, that in this world, many are the people, there is a net and fishing is going on. The net is the gospel message. It does not discriminate. It goes to every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every kindred and every people. It has gone far and wide. And some, in the heat of the moment, have joined themselves the church of God. Some people were born and found their parents the church of God and have reluctantly joined them. Others are just moving with the crowd. But the question is, when the fishermen have sat, will you be part of the good fish to be thrown into the vessel? Or you're going to be part of the bad fish to be thrown away? The bad fish are not even returned to the sea. They are thrown away. That is the finality of God's judgment. Good and evil can live no longer. Christ is coming again. Let who that is righteous be righteous still. Let whom that is filthy be filthy still. Is a pronouncement that shall be final. But how I pray that when it is pronounced shall be counted with the righteous. It is my prayer that I equally, after I have preached this message, I should be numbered with the rushes. It is something that we must honestly consider. It is something that we must all take heed. What shall we do with this Jesus, also called Christ? Shall we crucify him or shall we accept him to take charge and control of our lives? Beloved of God, keep in God. Trust in him, and may your character reveal that you have been with the Lord. Let us pray. Eternal Father, thank you. This reminder so deep, yet so full of love, that we need to be people worthy of the gospel that you proclaim. We have nothing to commend us to you. Keep us safe, keep us trusting, and keep us serving you while we wait upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. The kingdom of God is like a dragnet. Are you caught as a good fish or are you caught as a bad fish? Be the good fish by removing, producing fruit of the kingdom. Till next time, be blessed. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. Always a pleasure to have you with us, and I hope you were blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, suggestions, or questions about the show through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Remember, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. 
Until we meet right here, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. Stay blessed. I'm tired and weary, but I must toil on Till the Lord comes to call me away, away Where the morning is bright and the land is the light And the night is as fair as the in the valley for me someday there'll be peace in the valley for me I pray no more sorrow and sadness or trouble will be there'll be peace in the valley
trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed.